Okay, we're going to dismiss children and middle school. They're going to the back. And while they're going, hold up your Bible. Let's declare who we are. You ready? Let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the standard I live my life by. I am a spirit-filled believer, sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, empowered by my commitment to community, and express reach to others. Therefore, I can say, and um, all right, hey, I want us to give a shout out to Brad Herman. He is working out in Arizona for several months, and he's watching this morning. So come on, let's give Brad a, high, a shout out. Yeah. Yes, finish up and get home. We don't like when all these guys are gone that long. We have Gary Cooper back finally. Yeah, that's great. He's been gone for several months working out of the country. Wow. Okay, here we go. We want to kind of conclude our opening theme thought that we've been speaking on all this year, which is forward in faith. Everybody say forward in faith. Last year, we talked about kind of like back to basics, COVID time, just some things to shore up in our life, spiritually making sure we're on course, that we're not overcome by fear, anxiety, or you know, the things that so many people, even good people, have fallen prey to, even encouraging those that are watching online. Church is the safest place to be. This atmosphere here is the safest place to be in the presence of God and worshiping Him together. So now we're talking about forward in faith. We, there are things that we're each to do, we're supposed to do, we need to do, and I'm not talking about just a uh, New Year's resolution thing, that, not that. But what is God stirring in your heart that's going to require you to really be stretched and know who you are in Him to go forward? So we're going to conclude this and kind of go more direction beginning next week, looking in the book of James. It's a very practical book. We even did a series on it several years ago, the book of James. It's just everyday wisdom type of instruction for us, but Chapter 5 is just so spiritual because it all deals with prayer. It all deals with faith. It all deals with, okay, are we going to go forward or not? So we're going to see three points towards the end of the message today. I want you to grab a hold of and really apply to your life. So here we go. Is anyone among you in trouble? Funny. Yeah, everybody's in trouble right now. The world's in trouble. Ukraine's in trouble. People are in trouble. Bad situations are up. Drug abuse, alcoholism, divorce, suicide, depression. Bible talks about the end times rumors of war. We're not just rumors. We got a war going on. So there's some trouble going on. Everybody say trouble. But we're supposed to do something. Say the next three words. Let them pray. Now, so often people will pray, oh, Lord, and they're not faith, they're just moaning to God. They're not cooperating with the heartbeat of God for resolution or direction or forward motion. They can just use that time to really complain. But we're going to go forward. Everybody say forward. And if you're going to go forward, you have to pray. Prayer is vital part for your motion forward to begin and stay in motion. 
Now, what have we talked about? Because if you've missed any of these messages, I encourage you, go to our YouTube page, our, our Facebook page. You can watch any of these that we've talked about. We talked about, I, I shared on sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That's such a key. And then we looked at test of faith. So I, I spoke on the test of faith. Then Pastor Chris spoke on think forward. Everybody say think forward. And then I concluded the test of faith. And then Pastor Chris, using football illustrations, it was great. Back to forward. Yeah. Then developing a hearing ear. You know, with all the noises going on, all the news going on, all the agenda going on, folks, you better have a hearing ear to the Spirit of God. And then the last two weeks, Pastor Chris spoke, take a step number one, take a step number two. Man, that kind of sounds like the two-step there. It's awesome. And he's done a great job. So we've been doing this together, sharing and developing the themes of this. But James says, let them pray. Let them pray. Prayer is supposed to bring some type of settling in your life. I mean, a just a knowing who you are, a confidence. Now, the situation may not be different yet, but as I've said, and please repeat it, you got to get the victory before you get the victory. Because if you don't get the victory before you get the victory, you're not going to get the victory. And you get the victory inside your spirit and let that move up all the way to your brain and your thinking. But this is a great chapter, James 5, on prayer. In fact, five times in the next few verses that we're going to read in James, you see the word prayer or praying. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Number one, is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to, that's the second one, over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and for each other so that you may be healed. The of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I think you can see a little pattern there about prayer. Well, I conclude the opening of the, this year-long uh, theme or direction, Forward in Faith, with prayer. Well, you, you can study all you want, folks. <laughs> you can read all you want. You get all the head knowledge you want. And go, go for it. That's awesome. But until you pray and you move, you ain't doing a cotton-picking thing. I'm, I'm just being honest. If I don't know how to swim, I can read every book on swimming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can do swim, swim. Until I get in the deep end and learn to stay up, I haven't done a thing. So prayer, I'm believing prayer is going to be the thing that you incorporate in your life in such a way, whatever area maybe you've been contemplating going forward in, you haven't done it yet, thinking about going forward in, you haven't done it. I'm talking about the things that God has laid on your heart, the things that have bring great purpose and direction or breakthrough for your life or for your family. You're going to begin incorporating prayer in a powerful way. I'll give you three things at the end of service that will make it happen. What is prayer? Prayer is the difference between the best I can do and the best God can do. I think the second person here can do a lot better than me. 
God can do a lot better than me. So James gives so much practical insight in the first four chapters, but he comes along and says, if you're in trouble still, or in relation to our topic, you haven't gone forward in faith yet, pray. Now, I think as Americans, mostly what people do with their prayer life is they try to deal with things to make things comfortable for them. That's our Western culture. I'm going to, God, I need you to do this for me so I'll feel good. Do this for me so I'll have more money. Do this for me. And until we get rid of that self-centered approach, you really won't go forward in faith. Because forward in faith has nothing to do with you and your comfort or what you have or don't have. It has everything to do with you obeying the Lord, you going forward, and his kingdom expanding. And when you begin to see the kingdom expand because you made a sacrifice, because you made a hard decision, because you did something you didn't feel like doing, because you forgave or this or that, when you start doing it, the the Spirit of God just overwhelms you, church. And suddenly you have a joy that the world can't give and the world can't take away. Because you know you're, it's like you're a glove and you've just allowed the Holy Spirit to fill the glove. And you've gone forward and you've seen God do something amazing. So James gives a couple of nuggets. Let me give you these nuggets real quick before I give you the three points, okay? And it's all there in your bulletin. Flip your bulletin over. And if you're watching online, you can download the notes. Prayer puts my unknown future in the hands of an all-knowing God. You need that right now. People need that right now between war and pandemic and other uncertainties. Prayer puts my unknown future in the hands of all-knowing God because he knows it all. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let's just say forward in faith is your obstacle. Don't know what it is to go forward in. Maybe you know, but just fear has gripped you or uncertainty or opinions of man or all that type of stuff. The problem with the problem is not the problem. It's where is this problem going? What must I do to activate my faith? What must I do? So if you're in trouble over your faith step, let them pray. That's just acknowledging God is at work in something you don't know what to do. Okay, God, forward. I don't know how this is going to land. I, I don't know what this is going to look like. And, and when you see God come through, oh, the joy. Jesus came along um, with the audacity. He said this in Matthew 6. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear for the pagans? And I don't want to be a pagan. The pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first what? Seek first what? And his what? And all these things will be given to you as well. Seeking his kingdom means, okay, God, I'm seeking it. That means I've got to take some steps. I've got to go forward. I've got to be a witness. I've got to be active. I've got to participate. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not about 
Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I like that. I mean, there'll be something else the next day and the next day. Come on. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's our Lord and Savior saying this. And just think of all the trouble he would face day by day. He faced a lot. Worry short circuits your ability to see God and pray about how to go forward in faith. So when I go to prayer, if worry is the thing that's trying to override my prayer time, I just stop. I just got to stop. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. This isn't me praying. This is the devil praying. If I just worry, worry, worry. And there's always something you could worry about. Always. There's always a need. There's always a crisis somewhere. There's always someone needing a breakthrough. There's always a child or a grandchild or a cousin or in-law, outlaw, somebody that just needs something. So when we go to prayer, it's going to be in faith, not in worry. It's anticipation, not in worry. Man, I just hope this fires you up a little bit today. If you make room in your heart, you can leave today with some confidence. So if you're in trouble, pray, James says. Another thing, prayer puts my hopeless situation in the hands of an all-powerful God. So James is just helping us. Prayer puts my unknown future in the hands of an all-knowing God. Prayer puts my hopeless situation in the hands of an all-powerful God. That's what we're praying for Ukraine right now. We have an all-knowing God working in ways I don't even know. Now, even in things that doesn't seem like a way to fix them, and many of you have them, and I have them as well, all of us have them, pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. Now, this reference is to a physical need. I get that. But it applies to any need, just anything, okay? If you feel hopeless about your forward in faith step, get someone to pray with you. I mean, after service, uh, there'll be people down here in the front. Get someone to pray with you. Yesterday, that encounter, it was so much fun, just people praying with one another. We're bringing every need to the Lord, going in faith. Not, oh, no, let me try this. No, we're going in faith. Because prayer is the answer to go forward. Please, when you have a need, don't, well, I can't share that with anybody. That's the devil, folks. That is the devil. That's religion and it's self-centeredness. If I have a need, I want everybody to know that's going to pray with me in faith. In faith. That, that's Christianity in action. And so when there's a need to Hey, agree with me for this right now in faith. Bam. I love to see that before service and after. People grabbing hands and praying in faith, releasing prayer for this need, for that need, calling on the name of the Lord. Why not? Is he Lord? Go to him with every need in faith and pray. And if you feel hopeless about your forward in faith step, get someone to pray with you. Now, look at this. Just showing you different areas that kind of relate to this point as we're just kind of walking through James before I get to the three points. Even when there was no reason for hope, no reason, Abraham kept hoping. 
believing that he would become the father of many nations. You know why? He had a word from God. He had a word from God. Have any of you ever had a word from God? I hope you brought it. This is his word. His word for you. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. Anybody's faith growing stronger? And in this, he brought glory to God. You want to bring, oh, I just want to live for the glory of God while I sit here and worry. No, no. You want to bring God glory, let your faith grow stronger. Believe for breakthrough for that kid in Jesus' name. Get him back on track. Breakthrough for that marriage. Breakthrough for that one addicted to drugs. Breakthrough for that one dealing with depression and anxiety. Come on. His faith grew stronger, and that's what brought God glory. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And everybody says, all right, one more thing before I get to those points. Prayer puts my broken life in the hands of all forgiving God. He's all forgiving. Wow. No direction in faith in the hands of an all-knowing God, all forgiving God, all powerful God. James just makes it so clear. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I think that messes people up. The prayer of a righteous person. Hmm, that's the kind of prayer that God listens to, a righteous person. Well, Mark, I ain't righteous. Well, nobody is. Let me help you out there. Nobody in themselves, in fact, there's a verse in the Bible that says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Anybody qualify right there? Okay, none righteous. That's a bummer since that's the only type of prayer God listens to, a righteous person. Here's the good news. You can become a righteous person. You can. You know what a righteous person is? Is someone whose all their wrongs, all their sin, God has made right. Yes, Tim's got it back there. How do you get your wrongs made right? You get in Christ and stay in Christ. He's not a one-time fix and you hop out. That's not salvation. That's deception, folks. Can't hop in and hop out and think it's all right. It's not. You hop in and you stay in. Everybody stay, stay in. Look at this in the message. In Christ, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right, made righteous with God. I thought that'd get a hallelujah or something, but anyway. Okay. That's available for anyone. For some, this will be the most important step forward in faith today, being made right with God. Your broken life can be made right. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How many? Everyone. everyone. Anyone. He's not willing that any should perish. Be made right. 
when you have a sure enough confidence you've been made right, you suddenly, okay, I can go forward. I can go forward. There's hope. I want to please God. He wants to take this miserable wretch that I am and rearrange it so that it brings value to his kingdom and to my family. There's no brokenness in my life that God cannot make right. So you can turn and go forward in faith. So let's build our faith in prayer. Let's do it. Are you ready to do it? Are you ready to be stretched? I mean, really, are you willing to be stretched? How many know that stretching can hurt? Are you okay with that? Now, years ago, I talked about um, Stretch Armstrong. How many remember that? Couldn't find one. Someone found a stretch wrestling guy for me. So this is a wrestler, and I'm going to get Pastor Chris to come up because this is going to be you and I. Maybe not look like him, but you and I. So this is stretch wrestler. Brother Chris, what do we need to do? Well, we need to stretch our faith. You better stretch your faith, folks. Are you ready to do it? How many are going to do it? <laughs> and he comes, he goes back together after a while. Come on, let's give Brother Chris and our Stretch Armstrong a little hand. I think most people think Christianity is to make them comfortable. No, it's to, it's to poke you and say, come on, God can do more in your life. He can do more. You can expect more. You can believe for more. More can happen in Jesus' name. So then James starts talking about Elijah in this chapter and his prayer life. Wow. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets ever to live. Elijah was a human being, even as we are, just like you, which we would respond, well, Mark, I don't think so. He's pretty spectacular. I'm just reading what the Bible says. Now, watch what James says, and it begin to make sense. James says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, pray about going forward. It may be work for Elijah, it worked for this one, it worked for that one. Wow. They were special people. They had brownie points. They were special, but that doesn't work for me. Why would God even want to listen to me. No, 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 no. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Then he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. This happened. I mean, this literally happened. Look at it in the Old Testament. I'll bring the scriptures up for you so you can actually see this story. What James is trying to teach us through the story of Elijah is not just pray, but pray in faith. Pray in faith. Faith. Pray in faith, forward in faith. So when you leave today, take every situation like that you want to go forward in and pray. Tomorrow, pray. Believe and pray. It, matter of fact, if you can't watch News or this without it destroying your peace, don't watch it right now. Pray. 
I mean, I guard my life. I really try to guard my life so I stay in faith and I can stay focused, believing for you, believing for family, believing for the good things. I don't watch something that puts fear or there's crazy out there or shows that promote ungodliness is just crazy. I want to surround my things, my life with things that are going to bring me forward in faith and forward with you. So let's look in 1 Kings about this story that James is talking about. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe. How about that? Okay. He's a Tishbite. Why? Because he was from Tishbe. Hey, you got to enjoy the Bible some. You can find humor, all right? I love it. He was from Tishbe in Gilead, and he said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. And that's when the three and a half years of no rain began. It didn't begin just because Elijah said so, but he had a word. Come on, everybody say, he had a word. He had a word. Do we have a word from God? Okay. See, I'm going to be so simple today that if you miss it, you fell asleep, okay? He had a word. You have a word. God had spoken to him literally that there would not be rain. Now, I know most people would, oh, I'd love God to speak to me literally. I don't know if you really would or not. But he literally did, and he knew that he was able to say that. Elijah was carrying around something God had told him, and I'm here to tell you that's how your faith works. God had spoken to him. It would not rain, so he was carrying around something God told him. That's how faith works. So to build your faith, faith begins with a word. Everybody say that with me. Faith begins with a word. How will my faith help me to go forward? Faith begins with with what? Where do you find a word? Have you found a word before in the word? How do you get a word? You get a word in the word. So if you want your faith to grow, you're going to need a word and you get a word from God by being in God's word. Let me just be lovingly blunt. Are you reading your Bible? Dun, 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 dun. <coughs> Are listening to, you, man, there's so many programs you can put on your phone. Sometimes I just listen on my phone. If you struggle with reading and comprehending it that way, listen to the word. If not, you're not building your faith to help you to go forward in the area you're supposed to go. Now, I say it this way. I hope it comes across, and I tried to bring something up here to make an illustration. Read until you hear your own voice. Does that make sense? Read until the story, it's becoming your story. Read until it the letters are just flat, and suddenly it's like, ooh, 3D coming off the page for you. Something that's encouraging you, strengthening you, challenging you, correcting you, whatever it is. 
Read until it's coming off the page. It's easy to find just the, the blessing scripture, but what is God saying go forward in? Where is he challenging you to go forward in? No faith, prayers are powerless, no power, you're not gonna go forward. But if you want God's help, you're gonna need to pray. And if you pray, you're gonna need faith. And if you need faith, you will find it in God's word. That's where it begins. Read your Bible. We know this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by. So you want to go forward. You really sense from the Spirit of God an area you're to go forward in in your life. Maybe with your health or family, vision, finances, relationship. Get a word. Get several words about those situations in the Scripture. Maybe it's family. This is for someone. But as for me and my house or my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Yes. I remember different times with my boys growing up and their teenagers and, you know, testosterone and all the stuff that goes on. How many have raised boys? And we've had the conversation, set them down. As for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. Get it? No option. We're going to serve the Lord. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. What about just even the pandemic? This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. What a great verse right there. What about my job? My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I'm just just showing you things here. Look at this one. What about all the world situations that are going on right now? I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help, but then I realize that our true help and protection come only from the Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. Get a word until you hear your voice. Get a word until you hear your voice. Okay, this helps explain it. I've used this before. And I'm going to do it again. Years ago, when uh, Jeanette and I had our first child, we were living in Louisiana, I developed mitral valve prolapse, okay? Many of you probably know what that is. Some of you don't. But I had a fluttering valve, and I just stayed exhausted. A series of tests and all this stuff going on at that time. Maybe they have a different treatment now. Back then, it was just medication. It had all kind of side effects. And I thought, nah, I couldn't do that. So what I did, I just went on a long journey in the Word until I found my Word. This is it right here. Two pages of Scripture. I had this memorized. That's a lot to memorize. I had it memorized, and I let it become my Word. I said it it became my Word. I'd get up every morning, and I had pain. And I would be tired, and I would take my word with my big mouth and begin to say the word, the word over my situation. Oh, so instantly you were healed? Nope. Instantly you felt better? Nope. It was a long process. And I remember a a point, a turning point. Uh, Jeanette and I ministered with the college and career singles, and one young man was in trouble, really needed to see me. And I got up, and I felt exhausted. I could sleep eight hours and still be tired with this situation. 
And I was so tempted to just call him and say, we'll do it another time. I said, no. And I got my word. Remember? My word. Matter of fact, this is my word. You can't have it. You can't have this. No. You got to find your word. See, you've got to find it in the word. Now, we have some uh, scripture guidelines out in the foyer. Please take them today on that round carousel, different scripture topics that would help you maybe discover yours. But I put this together in a certain way so that it came alive to me. I got it out, and I began saying it, going over it, and just, I don't know, just a peace came over me. And I went on through the day. I was exhausted, but I made it and tended to the need. And I started noticing over the next week or so, well, I'm feeling a little bit better. Not well, but better. And after three or four months, I could tell basically all pain and discomfort was gone. I went back to the doctor, did a battery of all the tests again. He showed me, he said, well, this was you then, but this is you now. This is not the same as that. And I said, that's all I need to hear. And so, why not? Why not? Faith begins with a word. Well, I'd really like to go forward. And no one can help you go forward. People can encourage you. But if you don't have a word, the first obstacle, the first conflict, the first criticism, whatever it is, bam. Everybody say, get a word. word. Yep. Now watch this back to Elijah. Ooh, that's small, way down at the bottom. Sorry about that. (laughs) And Elijah said to Ahab, go and eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. Now, it hadn't rained in three and a half years. Where is Elijah hearing that sound? Say it, honey. In his spirit, he's hearing it down here. It's not happening out there, okay? Way down here. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. That's not something you eat. That's a a mountain. Listen, there's not a cloud in the sky. It hasn't rained in three and a half years, okay? Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. What is he doing, folks? He's interceding. That's the posture some of you need to maybe get instead of worrying and feeding fear with more information that's not going to help you at all. Come on. He got in a posture of praying. I love it. I love it. So what did he do? After you get a word, number two, faith builds when we determine not to give up. Don't give up. Tell the person next to you, don't give up. If you know what you're to go forward in, if you don't know what to go forward in, point number one, no, get a word. And then, (laughs) I didn't mean to trick you. Get a word and don't give up. Well, I'd like to do, get a word, don't give up. Well, I really like my marriage to be, but get a word from God and don't give up. 
This is a Christian discipline. This is life. This is what makes you into something wonderful that gives God glory. You build your faith. Someone is maybe close to giving up today. Don't give up. Maybe you're watching online. Don't give up. Don't do it. Get a friend. Get another believer strong in faith to agree with you. So what does Elijah do next? He tells his servant to do something, okay? Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. And the servant says, ain't nothing there. (laughs) With a Kentucky lingo, there's nothing there. Well, I must have missed God. I prayed real hard for five seconds. I really thought God was going to do that. (laughs) Come on. But how silly we can be on some of this, self-included, okay? Seven times Elijah said, go back. So he comes, there's, there's no difference. Go again. Seven times. I don't know if this is all in one day, if they camped up there for a long time. I, I don't know. We don't know. But just, can you imagine maybe the potential discouragement that could have set in after six times and there's still no difference, Right? And some of you, you've been praying for something longer than that, so hang in there, okay? The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Hold your fist up. (laughs) My goodness. Wow. Okay, Elijah, it's not great news. It's something a little small cloud, if you want to go chase after it, maybe you can get a couple of drops of rain under it. It's all I see. No, Elijah says, that's all I need. Come on. Yes. I think sometimes we miss the encouragement God has because we want it in our American lingo. Yes. We want it in a way that's palatable for us. And we miss the encouraging things that God has along the way. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. There's about to be a monsoon in the cloud the size of a man's hand. That's something you can have. It's endurance. It's distance. Are you a distance runner in faith? I don't want to be a fair-weather believer. I want to be a distance runner. Don't you want to be known as someone, that person was faithful to the Lord all the days of their life. Well, that person endured this and dealt with that and came through with the joy of the Lord. They didn't smell like smoke. God helped them all the way through. I love those type of testimonies where God helps us. He's awesome. There's something you can have. It's endurance. It's distance. Look how Hebrews, just tying this thought in. You need to persevere. Everybody say persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, I said just a little while. Okay, now that's God's little while. A day with the Lord can be like a thousand years. So, (laughs) 
That's in the scripture as well. If you read this, you'll find that and you'll go, I'd like to cut that out, but it's in there. Praise God. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Well, I served the Lord faithfully 20 years, so I'm just going to coast from here on. But that, that frightens me when I see believers go into a coast mode where they're no longer ministering or serving or giving or connecting. It, it, it frightens me more than being around a lost person, to be honest. I'm just telling you how it is. I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back. Do I have any here that don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved? Thank you, Jesus. That's what we do. Back to 1 Kings. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, And Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, tucking his cloak into his belt. They kind of like wore those long robes, and he tucked it in here. And he ran. I said he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now, he's on a horse with a chariot. Men don't run faster than horses. Come on. He did. That's pretty cool. Not in a dress. (laughs) Rain doesn't come from a cloud the size of a man's hand. Yes, it did. But when you have faith, faith for where you need to go forward, forward in faith, these these things start happening. Okay. So you get a word. Everybody say, I'm going to get a word. And my faith builds when I determine not to give up. One more. Faith breaks through the natural into the supernatural. It breaks through the natural into the supernatural. That's all in your bulletin. Take it home, memorize it until it's part of your spirit, okay? In ourselves, our own effort, I understand none of it is possible. That trip Jeanette and I took to Russia in 1990, when she's... I can't even describe the miracles, the absolute miracles God did. Daily. Unbelievable. And they happened because we took a step in faith where a Russian businessman, Christian businessman, invited me to bring a group of young adults and put together a music team, and he would take us all through Russia. That was still communistic. It was unbelievable. I meant... I could go on and on the miracles of what God did when we didn't know how this was going to work out. And the KGB were after us at one time. It was, it was a, an amazing trip. It was great. Forward in faith. People saved miracles that took place. Oh, my goodness. I was scared spitless, and I just have to work through my fear. I, I meant, it was awesome. Or you could stay home and eat your Cheerios and just worry. What adventure have you had in God? What what have you allowed him to stretch you, deal with your flesh, deal with things that need to be taken out, 
and him say, okay, now I'm going to use you to do this. Wow. An amazing trip. Amazing trip. But we had to be willing to get a word. We knew we should go. We had to be willing to just determine not to give up. And then we had breakthrough, major breakthrough into the supernatural. And if you ever taste of that one time, you will never be the same. I said, you will never be the same. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, say it with me, all things are possible. Now, the greatest miracle of all, we're almost finished. Back to James chapter 5. This is how the book ends. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. What is that greatest miracle? Eternal life. Come on, let's stand all over the house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Father, I want to thank you for family, my family right here. They're not after just a little God fix, they're after your heart after your purpose, after the territory you want them to conquer in your name, after the people you've brought into their life that they know they're to reach, after things they're to conquer in their own life, be an overcomer. And I thank you, Lord, this is the day where they can really set forth a determination through your word that they will have a breakthrough from the natural to the supernatural. So I thank you for it, Lord. I'm going to ask ministry team, come on down, just kind of spread out all across the front like you do. I'm with your head bowed just for a moment. You would say, Mark, you, you and Chris have been speaking on forward in faith and this, that, and the other, and I see some areas that I know from the touch of God in my life, I'm to go forward. There's something I'm to accomplish in God. There's something I'm to do for my family. And I just want to make a declaration today that I'm going to get a word. I'm going to be determined not to give up. And I will break through from the natural to the supernatural. And if that's you, raise your hand right now. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Why don't look, come down. If you want someone to pray with you, go with them. If not, come down. We're going to worship here in a moment because we've got time. You raised your hand. Come on down. Let's just... Just, just do. Come on. It's, hey, I'm, I'm, 
I'd be down right now too, but I'm, I'm leading, so it's hard for me to do both. This is not a, this is a good thing. This is a positive thing. This is saying, hey, agree with me that I'm going to lay this down or I'm going to pick this up or I'm going to follow through with this. And I'm, boom, boom, boom. Who else? Come on, there were a lot of hands. Some of you just need to go far by going from a hand to a foot. How about that? There's no pressure. In fact, I'll be down there in a minute with you when Chris comes up. Come on, who else? A lot of hands went up. You know their areas you to go forward in faith. Believing and praying. Come on, lift your hands, the rest of you in the house. Father, I pray for my family. Lord, this is a year to, to conquer, to be an overcomer, to take that risk in Jesus' name. Not a risk because we're doing it in ourselves, but Lord, you have spoken, you've confirmed, and I don't know how this is all going to land, but I know that you're in charge and we follow through. I thank you, Lord. Some of us are going to become very vigilant in reaching out to our sphere of influence with your love and your word as we pray for different people and you give us things to put in their hearts of their lives. Father, I thank you, Lord. You're raising up a church, the body of Christ right here at Victory, that are not afraid to be bold in you, not afraid to be obedient in you. So, Lord, for who you are and what you do, we give you praise. And I thank you, Lord. We are going forward in faith. We are going forward in faith. In Jesus' name.